Hello, good morning, good evening, podcasters. I've popped on today just to kind of talk with you um, as time is progressing into the holiday season and getting ready to cross over into the new year. I know that some of you may be uh, waiting for prayers to be answered, and some of us might even be caught in what I call the in-between of a transition. And then some people may just have areas of uncertainty in their lives that they are just seeking and waiting for an answer for God on. So today I wanted to come on and talk with you and just be a blessing to you in your waiting season. You know, we often find ourselves in a moment where we have to wait for God to do whatever it is that he's desiring to do in that time in our lives. I don't know exactly where each and every person is at right now, but I do know this. I know that as we get ready to transition into our new seasons with God, it is crucial that we don't lose sight of the encounters along the way. I'm a big proponent of making sure that you just don't get somewhere, but you enjoy the journey on the way. So I'm challenging you as you continue to go into the next couple of um, days of the remainder of the year that you would just incline yourself to not miss what God has called you to do. Whether it be to a particular assignment, whether he's trying to close something particular out in your life because doors have to close and doors have to open, you know, whatever it is that he's trying to do, I would say stop for a moment and try to hear that so that you can move through your seasons with success. So if I had to title today's topic, it would be titled The Cross Encounter. The cross encounter. Now, this uh, lesson blessed me. I'm just going to just be straight up with you guys. You know how I am. I don't cut any corners. I just try to give you the raw, unadulterated word of God and how it is dropped from heaven to me. In this particular uh, title, The Cross Encounter, I have been reading over this and dissecting it with my family. We even, you know, on our Sunday Bible studies, we tried to go even deeper into trying to figure out what it is that God was trying to show us as far as revelation wise in this particular scripture. And I'm going to tell you, it became, um, uh, as Paul would say, a moment of reasoning with the brothers. We even had a sister over um, who's getting ready to transition to a new location right now. And she joined us for fellowship. And that was a blessing as well, because we were all just kind of eating off of the buffet of the word of God and dissecting this particular topic that I'm going to go into. Again, if I had to title today's topic, it would be the cross encounter. Now I'll be coming out of Mark 15 and 21, but this particular scenario is found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and yeah, just Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Now the, the thing that I find very interesting with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, even though this particular uh, scripture I'm going to be teaching on today, the cross encounter is only found in Mark, Matthew, and Luke. Um, but the gospels have a tendency to give you perspective from different people's uh, frameworks, which I find very, very enlightening whenever I'm studying the word of God. If I can find it in Matthew, I, I can normally find it in Luke. 
if I can find it in Luke, I can normally find it in Mark. And just going and reading that scripture from each person's perspective allows me to really, really grasp hold of the revelation that God is trying to drop in my life at that moment. And, and that's what we're going to do with the scripture today. And I challenge you in your future readings as you transition into the new year that when you do begin to dissect the word of God, that you parallel things, see where it's found at in another portion of the Bible, because the word upholds the word of God and it gets you know sweeter and sweeter as you continue to dissect it. So again, we'll be coming out of Mark 15 and 21, and it reads like this. A man named Simon, who was from Siren, was coming in from the country just then, and they focused him to carry Jesus's cross. Simon is the father of Alexander and Rufus. I'm going to read that again. I'm at 15 and 21 in Mark. A man named Simon who was from Siren, was coming in from the country just then, and they forced him to carry Jesus's cross. Simon is the father of Alexander and Rufus. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of backdrop so you can understand exactly what's going on with this particular scripture, because I don't know how familiar you are with the passage. I don't know how familiar you are with this point in historical time and what's happening uh, with our Messiah at that time. But basically, we are at... Um, the point where Jesus is um, getting ready to be crucified and he's already uh, been in front of Pilate and, and, and they've pretty much determined what his fate's going to be. Now he's on his way down the road of Gagautha and at this point in time, he's already beaten, probably beaten beyond compare. I won't even say probably he's beaten beyond compare and they have the thorn um, of crowns on his head and they, they're making fun of him. You could imagine the streets are full with people that are um, angry, that are upset, that are in a rage to see um, Jesus crucified. So he's now being flocked around and paraded around and going down this uh, what we call the road of Golgotha, being led to be put on this cross that um, he's carrying. Now, at this moment in time, this man named Simon that I'm reading about steps on the scene. I found it very interesting because he steps on the scene. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, he stepped on the scene in Matthew Luke and Mark, it, as they describe this moment in time. So I'm letting you know where Jesus is at along this road. And all of a sudden, Simon shows up. It says Simon had been journeying from Syrian. Syrian is uh, around North Africa. Um, you could uh, parallel that with today's modern Libya. So he's coming from the northern point in Africa for the uh, routine pilgrimage. Now, you have to understand during this time, he's on a pilgrimage to have an encounter in this city to be able to worship, you know, God. So I find it very interesting that he's on his way for something and his life is intercepted with this scenario. And that's why I chose to, you know, seek the Holy Spirit and entitled this the cross encounter because he's having an encounter at this moment on the road in, in verses 15 and 21. This is Simon from Syria, North Africa. Like I said, he's being told by the Roman soldiers 
to carry Jesus's cross. It says here in the scripture that he was forced to carry Jesus's cross. As you go into Matthew and Luke, it gives you a little bit more description. And as you study um, the word of God, um, historically, you'll see that the Roman soldiers, um, when they told you to do something during this period in historical time, they would take their uh, swords and tap your shoulder. When they tapped your shoulder, you knew that you had to do whatever it was they said. But this was part of the law. So it's not like he could have said, no, he's not going to carry Jesus's cross. Um, the law said that he had to do whatever it is that they asked him to do for at least a mile. So what has happened is you have Simon who's showing up from Syria. He's on a pilgrimage. He, you, you got to think about the mind frame he's in too. He has waited all his life for this moment to show up in the city to worship. I could imagine as he, you know, as he grows up and, 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 and they're worshiping and having the uh, Jewish feast day in their own city, he probably longed to be able to actually celebrate this Jewish feast day in the city of David. So um, you have to kind of stop for a minute and, and grasp that, that he has worked up until this point and he's had this hope or this vision of what he was going to see when he showed up, you know, for this Jewish feast day, which I find very interesting too, because I'm sure that as he had envisioned, like, just like we do today, we have a vision of something we want to see. Maybe you want to travel overseas. Maybe you want to do something, see something. And you kind of envision it in your mind of how it's going to be when you get there. You know, you might look at books, you know, to reaffirm it. And then you may look at TV shows to, to make you even more comfortable, but then you start to formulate a picture of how great this experience is going to be as you begin to plan this trip to wherever you're going. I want you to use that analogy. You did this place that you're longing to go to. And then now you've gotten to a point in your life that I can go. You're no longer listening uh, to people talk about this place and how awesome this place is or, or um, just thinking about it over and over again, you are actually traveling miles and miles and miles to get to this place and you're there. Now, when I think about what could potentially be going through Simon's head at this moment in time is he shows up here. He's probably, you know, saying it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's, it says he's coming in from the country just then. So that leads me to believe he's probably coming in by way of boat because that was travel. A travel means of traveled in. He shows up, you know, from the boat. He's stepping off the boat. He, you know, I'm sure as he was coming in to dock and they were getting ready to come pier side, he was probably like overwhelmed with how beautiful it looked. But then when he got off the boat, something begins to shift. He he's walking and and his vision begins to now take reality, you know, because he's there. He's now probably seeing mobs in the street, people angry. Because remember, I said during this particular time, the crucifixion is is getting ready to happen. They're parading Jesus around. They're angry. They they want to. Uh, they're they're full of rage. All these things. So at that moment in time, he has a reality with what is actually happening in this city that he so longed to be at that he thought would just be this beautiful place of worship. But now it becomes this place of people angry and mobs on the street and, and parading uh, someone down this road that he doesn't quite know who this is. So he's showing up and all of a sudden it's almost like he's an innocent bystander and God intercepts his life. 
through this moment and this encounter with the cross, the cross being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the, the even though the Roman soldier is being used to uh, tell him that he has to carry this cross and force him to, to carry this cross, it's still an encounter with God. And I know that it's an encounter because um, when he's on his way, you know, to have this worship experience in this particular city, during that particular time, if he came in, into contact with any blood, that was considered unclean. And then once you were considered unclean, you had to uh, go, uh, of course, stay away from the this particular place of worship for a period of time until you was deemed clean. Again, we see that uh, multiple times when uh, Jesus heals someone and says, go show yourself to the priest, all these various uh technicalities, you know, that, that the law had um, during that particular time that people had to adhere to in order to, uh, I guess, just rule and, and, and be in those particular places at that time. So Simon is told to carry this cross. He, he, he is probably confused at this moment and he knows that he can't violate the law because this is a law, the, the Roman soldiers asked him, and now he finds himself carrying our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, cross. Now, this is where I say things begin to take a turn, because think about that. He, he's seeing Jesus Christ beaten to death. He's, you know, there's blood everywhere. He is probably contemplating, okay, I came all this way to have this experience that I envisioned. And this is not what I envisioned. I didn't envision people angry. And, and furthermore, I didn't envision getting bloody because now I did this full pilgrimage. And, and I need you to get this. He traveled 1500 miles, 1500 miles. That means he had went through Egypt. He had went through Joppa. He'd been through multiple places to get to this point. And now he's at a place that he's going to now become unclean where he can't even uh, enjoy the Jewish feast day to uh, be forced to do something. But then he, but then he goes and he obeys the law. He, he's now helping Jesus carry the cross. Now at that moment in time, when I say it takes a turn, because we have to then imagine, you know, why was this moment in this turn in time so crucial for Simon. And not only that, for us, that's what I want to talk about today. For us, this moment in time, I believe it's a template of how we as humanity should help to shoulder um, our brothers and our sisters cross, especially at this point in time. During this time of COVID and, and this, this, this holiday season, it is going to be challenging because we are having a, what's called a new normal. We're, we're being uh, sent back to basics and figure things out. But some people have lost loved ones. Some people don't have their jobs. Some people are waiting for jobs. All types of things are happening right now. And this is our time to really see how this scripture is applicable to right now and how we should look at humanity. You know, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen all types of things happening leading up to the election. We've seen things happen last year with Black Lives Matter. We've seen it all. What I'm seeing on today is our Lord and Savior left us a template. He is love. He is love. Love does not seek its own. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all these things. And when I think about that, 
this was the perfect picture of humanity. This, Simon, coming from Africa, believed to be an um, a African-American man, being told to do something. Now, he's carrying this cross in a situation that he doesn't really know exactly what's going on. But I'm sure once he took a glimpse at Jesus and saw him beaten and marred and he has this thorn on, on his head and the blood is dripping down. I'm sure at that moment in time, he's like, wow, I, I waited all this time for this. And the people aren't acting like what I thought that, why are they beating this man? I'm sure he's asking this question and he's looking at Jesus and knowing that Jesus is love. I'm sure he felt the love of, 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 of God all around him at that moment in time. You know, I could imagine being in the presence of the Messiah, you know, that beauty, that splendor, that, that majesty. I'm sure when he's seeing him beat to Amar, he still is radiating the glory of the father. I know that I'm right because he's submitted unto death. He submitted unto death, not to himself, but to his father's will. So Simon is now looking at him. Simon is now carrying this cross. And I'm sure he's just kind of overwhelmed. Like, this isn't what I expected. Why is this happening? Why, why am I, why, how did I find myself in this situation? But as I went on to read the other scriptures, it, God had a plan for this certain man because he's named in this one little scripture. They, they, they name him. They specifically talk about his sons. See, this is the thing. When, when, when a cross encounter happens, this is not something that you choose. God chooses you. During this time, I don't want you to be so consumed with yourself because Simon got there. He was consumed with him, himself. He had his own vision of what was supposed to happen on that on that time when he got there. It's like planning a vacation. You have your own vision, your own thought process of how this is going to go down. But he gets there and things take a wild turn. They take a wild spin. I'm sure he's like, OK, I didn't sign up for this. But now he's found himself in a true encounter with God. And that's what I want you to think about during this holiday season is that everything matters. Everything is bigger than you. But having the compassion of God during this time is so crucial because people are suffering just like our Lord and Savior was suffering for, for the sins of the whole entire world. That's all of humanity. There was no separation by color. There was no separation by creed. There was no separation by uh, where you gather at and worship, what school you went to or whatever. He was suffering for the whole world's sins. And Simon shows up to assist him getting to the final destination of his mission, which was being crucified on the cross. See, it, I mean, the, the scripture just kind of, it makes me feel overjoyed because Simon is now having, like I said before, this blood as he's carrying this cross because Jesus is marred. He can't carry the cross anymore. You know, he has this full weight of the world on him and he shows up and carries Jesus's cross behind him doing all that he knew how to do to help in that situation. And that is what I want you to do on this season. I want you to know that God has a plan for you, just like he had a plan for Simon, even though things may not have been clear to Simon. But once the encounter started and Simon began carrying that cross, I am sure 
when he looked in our Messiah's eyes that he knew I'm supposed to be doing this at this moment in time and everything in, in, in regular life circumstances is telling me that this is, this shouldn't be happening and that, that this is wrong from the fact that the blood being on him would make him unclean and he wouldn't be able to even attend the feast. And he had traveled 1500 miles to get there. I'm sure when this situation began to spin into motion and he caught a glimpse of our Messiah that he knew, you know what? Something, something's happening here. And I'm, I'm, maybe I'm supposed to be doing this. You say, how does that relate to you? It relates to you because the things around you are ordained. They're orchestrated by the mighty hand of God, whether you've experienced, uh, some type of, uh, something contrary to what you wanted to experience. I want you to stop for a minute and deny yourself, deny yourself, shoulder your brother's cross and follow Christ. If I could tell you three things to do during this season and the lesson you should take from this encounter that Simon had with Jesus that he didn't know it was going to go that way. He had a whole different spin in his mind of how it should go. But there's three things I noticed that Simon did. He denied himself by listening to the Roman soldier. He was being forced to do something. He didn't voluntarily do it. So he denied himself and he picked up our Lord and Savior's cross. And he did what? He followed behind him. He began to follow him. So I would say during this season, as we look around and we try to help our brothers and our sisters um, transition to their new season, because even though things might look uh, not so clear to us, God is still high and lifted up. Things are still working out for your good. God's still going to bless you. And you know, I'm going to always tell you Jeremiah 29 and 11, because I hinge my life on there, that God knows the plans that he has for you. Our, our, our Lord and Savior is not caught by surprise with what's happening to you. Because a lot of the time when we begin to suffer and we begin to go through things, we, we think that God can't hear it. He didn't see it, that you're telling him something he doesn't know. He's not caught by surprise. He knows the plans that he has for you. And, it, and he's going to bring you on the other side of through. You're going to be blessed. Things are going to be okay. And the reason I know they're going to be okay is because I'm sure during this time when Simon saw himself um, being uh, forced to do this, and as he's sitting there watching the Messiah get crucified because he's led him all the way up to where he's going to be crucified at. So I'm sure he didn't just do that and then run off. He probably sat there and was like appalled at the fact that these people are still angry and now they're nailing him to this cross. He Everything that he thought was, wasn't. He thought he was going there. It was going to be a great worship session and, and, you know, kumbaya, but he got there and it was totally contrary to what he wanted. But just because it was contrary doesn't mean God wasn't in it. And that's what I need you to get on today. Just because things aren't going the way that you think they should go or how you laid it out, you know, for those that plan everything, God is still in control. He's still working it out for your good. And just like he did for Simon, he's going to do it for you. The, the one thing I wanted to take note of is that Simon was able to 
shoulder some of that weight of the cross on his shoulders during what I deemed to be the longest walk. You know, he was able to do what he could do as a disciple of Christ. This is the ideal picture of love. This is the ideal picture of how we should be treating our brothers and sisters, how we should be treating humanity. Doesn't matter if you're black, doesn't matter if you're white, doesn't matter what your race is, brown, red, whatever the case may be. We should be able to exude the love of Christ because he is love. That's what I want you to take away during this season as we get ready to transition into um, the holiday that it is so crucial to show love right now because people are going through different challenges and they need the help of another brother or a sister to say, I love you. I can help you with this. I can, I can help you carry this. You know, people are in pain right now, all types of stuff. And it is crucial for us to be able to display the love of God so that they can feel it. Love is an action word so that they can know that God is still uh, reigning high and supreme and that he's going to work it out. So that is the only uh, major thing that I really, really wanted to get across today is that your cross encounter, don't miss it. Don't miss it with the busyness of life because with everything going around Simon, you know, people yelling, people screaming, people enraged, he could have missed that moment, but everything was uh, strategically aligned that he wouldn't miss this moment, this encounter with the cross. And it changed him. I know it changed him. There's no way you can have an encounter, a true encounter with the cross and not be changed. And that's why as I uh, parallel that, that encounter with the cross, what if you are the Bible or the cross that the, that person sees? The only, only, only time in their life that they encounter that Christ-like feel is when they interact with you. This season, this season right here, this season right now. That, that person at the grocery store having a rough time that you can say, you know what, it's going to be OK. Or that family that may not have, you know, enough to feed their kids during this season. That's your time. That's your time to jump in and say, you know what, don't worry about it, sis. I can be a blessing to you. Don't worry about it, brother. I can be a blessing to you. We'll bring you some food over here for the holidays. Don't even worry about it. God loves you. That's our time where we can jump in and be uh, uh, help to shoulder that cross so that people can continue to know that God it, that, that loves them and that God's going to meet them where they stand in need of. And I'm closing. Oh, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you on today. We bless your name on today, God. I just thank you for every person listening, God, the faithful listeners, the loyal listeners. God, I ask that you just stay high and supreme in their lives. God, be high and lifted up. Allow them to look to the hills from which cometh their help because their help comes from you in this time, in this hour, God. Be their Jehovah Jireh, God. Be their Jehovah Rapha, God. Provide for them. Heal them, God. Allow them to see you high and lifted up even in their time of sorrow, God. I speak right now to the very foundations of their life, God, that they will begin to, to, to shift God in the manner that you would have it, God, so that they can have their hearts turn prostate towards you. God, we thank you. We bless your name. And most of all, allow this word to fall on good soil, God, that it may take root, God, and that it might bear fruit and much more fruit 
in due season. Amen, amen, amen. Until next time, be blessed and don't miss your cross encounter.